This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen, Matt Verderham here to preview the game of the year so far in the NFL season, the one we've all been looking forward to since those famous 13 seconds last year in the divisional round. Verderham, how you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm running around a little bit, but uh, I'm getting there. We made it in just a nick of time. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I am uh, you know, had some work done on the house today. Some stucco work done. Very exciting. Um, right. Had a big crack in the side of the house. They took care of that. Cost way too much money, but uh, you know, it's, it's what you get yourself into. You you had kids, so you're running around doing stuff today. That's These are the bargains we make. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, had to get Maisie from school, and then I was on my way to get my daughter, my other daughter, my infant daughter, and my wife texted me, oh, I can get her. Don't worry about it so i turned around and by the time i was able to get here we uh, made it work thank god for the neighbors who could come over and watch the kids so um yeah. there i am but uh yeah we have uh we have a lot to get into yeah we sure do um i see uh some of our members in the chat shout out to all the arrowhead addict members appreciate your support uh alan's asking is fanduel a new sponsor they are we've got so we've got a special code um, I'm going to li- fill you in on the details on that in a little bit. But if you've never deposited uh, in FanDuel, uh, don't do it yet. Wait until I give you all the details of what you can get here. It's pretty cool. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. But since we're talking sponsors, we're still here with uh, with Kansas City Beer, the Casey Beer Company. Um, just been doing. They've been doing some Oktoberfest out there in Kansas City. The absolute best beer in the city. Um, the largest locally owned brewery there in KC. German beer styles. And it's Oktoberfest right now. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, Verderham. We just got some more KC beer just recently. Have you have you had the Fest beer? It's so goddamn good. I have. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, I, I've had a few of them. They are uh, they're a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's really great. And that's what you want this time of year. If you want to celebrate your favorite football team, look for those red cartons when you're in there in the store in kansas and missouri and dare to beer different and give them a shout on twitter you can support our show by letting them know you heard about their beer uh, and so many of you have been doing this it's been awesome at casey beer Co. on twitter you've been sending pictures uh, of you with the beer getting ready for the game so we appreciate your support and their support all right we're gonna kind of get into it here today um you know, n- n- not too much chit chat because we got a big, big game. We got a preview. It's the Chiefs. It's the Bills. It's the two best teams in the AFC, I think, without a doubt, and probably the two best teams in the NFL. Uh, and they've been on a collision course since that since that game uh, last January. How how hyped up are you for this game, Verderam? It's a big Week Six game here. Yeah, uh, very, very. It feels it feels more important than it probably is. 
in terms of like, look, let's say one of these teams shocks everybody and just blows the other team out, wins by like 30 points. You, if you're that fan base that wins, do you really feel like in January it's just some some guaranteed thing if you see the other team, right? Like, you'd, almost, you'd probably almost be more nervous. Right. They go, oh God, like, they're going to make all these corrections and what are we going to do? You know, so this game matters in the context of it is setting up for what feels like the inevitable part two of this series this season. Like, it, where is the game going to be played? Is it going to be an Arrowhead again or is it going to be an Orchard Park? Like, that seems to be the question because I don't think anybody doubts that these two teams are either the two best teams in football or two of the top three teams in football. I don't think anybody would say that anybody else is better than these two in the AFC. That's for damn sure. So it feels like this game, like whoever loses, the fan base is just going to be crestfallen. Whoever wins is going to be going crazy. And look, home field's huge, especially now with only one bye. Don't get me wrong. But it, I, I think it feels so much bigger in a way, even though in reality, big game, big game. But – I think it feels bigger than it is. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think it's probably different for Chiefs fans than it is for Bills fans, right? Because, like, last year it happened, right? The the Chiefs got pantsed by the Bills in the regular season, and Bills fans were feeling great. It Finally, they finally got past Mahomes, you know, in the regular season. They beat him. And then then the playoffs happened. And I, I think for Chiefs fans, like, I think Chiefs fans will be upset, obviously, if the if the team loses. But I think we're a little bit more prepared to deal with it. Like if I was a Bills fan, you know, because Kansas City fans went through it last year, they got killed. Everything was dark, and then they still got by them in the playoffs. Whereas if you're a Bills fan and you lose this game, the frustration just has to be mounting for you. I think it, you're right in the sense it is more important for Bill for the Bills and for the Bills fans. But I think it's because you've been trying to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, you go try to go every year, but realistically, they've been good enough to go the last two years. Their mountain is Kansas City. I mean, that has been what has kept them back. And last year, for all intents and purposes, they they probably should have won. I mean, like, look, I I, I hesitate with that sometimes because that makes it sound like the, the Bills outplayed the Chiefs when I think it was about as even as you could ever see a football game be. But the the game was on their racket, and they they let the Chiefs off, right? Like they, they let the Chiefs drive down the field fairly easily, really, with 13 seconds left, and they get the field goal, and they get the, the, the flip, and the rest is history. But I think if, like, if the Chiefs lose, I think the feeling will be disappointment, but it'll also be like, look, they're the Chiefs. They've gone to two of the last three Super Bowls. They won one of them. They've hosted four straight AFC title games. Like, if they got to go to Buffalo in the AFC title game, you're going to have full confidence that they can win that game. I'm not saying they will, but like, you'll have confidence they can do it. Not that the Bills fans wouldn't have confidence they can go to Arrowhead and win. I mean, they won the regular season last year and they could have swept them. But I think there's more of that like just impending doom feeling. And any Chiefs fan of a certain age knows that feeling when you're like, oh, God. Like, it's right. just always something. Because the Chiefs finally won, you don't have that anymore. Yeah. Whereas the Bills, like, that's all they have is that feeling of, like, there's the other shoes always going to drop on us. And so I do think it's a – it's a huge game for both teams because of the home field thing, but I think it's a bigger emotional, psychological game for Buffalo than it is for Kansas City. Yeah, and I think you know the Chiefs and and, and their fans exercise those demons with Mahomes, and and really in their Super Bowl run, it, it it was it was the perfect exercising of those demons because it wasn't just that the like in 2018 the Chiefs were so dominant, and then they had the AFC Championship game with right. New England, and, and it was kind of like oh it's just always going. But in that run for the Super Bowl, everything that normally would have gone wrong and then the Chiefs would have lost happened. 
the game against Houston, the game against Tennessee where they fall down 10, right? right? The Super Bowl was like, I was, I, I got up and went in the kitchen and started doing dishes during the commercial breaks because I was trying to start mentally moving on, you know? And Mahomes, he slayed all of those dragons for the Chiefs. And I think the Bills this year, they feel a little bit more like that that 2018, 2019 Chiefs team that they're really good. They know they're really good, but they haven't gotten over the hump. I think that's a that's dangerous. Uh, it's a dangerous team to be playing. They are look, let's be honest about this. Like, this is the last year before Allen gets really expensive for them. This is the year for them. I'm not saying they can't win in future years. Of course they can. But like this is this is the best shot they're probably ever gonna have with this team. Yeah. I mean, you've got Allen on a, on a cheap deal. You were able to retain all your big stars for the most part. Some of those guys are coming up after this season. You're going to lose a decent chunk of these guys. You know, Von Miller has been great this year. Von Miller is in his mid-30s. Like, that clock's ticking, okay? Stephon Diggs is at the peak of his power. I don't want to say the clock's ticking, but like he's, he's not going to get any better. Like, he's kind of like Kelsey, right? He is what he is. He's not going to get better, but he's great. If you're the Bills... Like it's now it's now, especially because despite how well they've played, Kansas city is retooling this year. Like this is a year for the chiefs where if the chiefs ever win the Super Bowl this year, they should put Veach and camp <laughs> now. Like they should just wave the five-year period. Yeah. Right? I mean, because everybody coming into this year felt like, look, they're going to be good, but like there's going to be a lot of growing pains. If the bills can't get by the chiefs this season, it's kind of like we've talked about with the division. You start going, well, geez, if not now, when? I mean, when are you going to do it? This feels like a prime opportunity. The Bills are playing great football. If they can't do it this year, it's hard to look at it and figure out when that year is going to be. And if they don't win this game, look, could they still be the one seed? Yeah. But I got to tell you, look at Kansas City's schedule the rest of the way. Now, that's not to say there aren't some hard games. The Niners are tough next week. Yeah. There's the Chargers on the road. There's the Bengals on the road. Other than those three games, who else are they playing? I mean, who else are they really playing that scares you? As a golfer, for years, I've been hearing PXG say, nobody makes golf clubs like they do, period. You know what? They're right. I went in for a fitting and saw for myself, went in to swing the PXG Black Ops driver. And let me be honest, I was skeptical. Again, I I loved my old driver. I had uh, another very popular big name brand. I love my driver. But they brought me in just to, to put it to the test. The PXG driver, it won. It was, I don't know, 7 to 10 yards longer. The dispersion was better. And the fitting experience was legitimately phenomenal. You know, I went in being a skeptic, and I came out being a true believer. It feels like a premium club in your hand. And not just that. The the ability of, of the actual fitting process blew me away. We went from extra stiff to regular stiff shaft. We tried out different weights on the shaft. We tried different shafts in general. Um, we, we were messing with the weights in the driver, going from a 10.5-degree driver down to a 9. As someone who has a high launch angle, who gets a lot of loft and height on their ball, I needed something that was a little lower, so we moved the weights to the front of the club. It, it was such a wonderful experience I mean, they analyze every little bit of information to get the perfect fitting just for you. Um, Again, I was blown away 
by the PXG Black Ops driver. PXG made me a believer. They'll do the same for every golfer in Kansas City. Visit pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting at PXG Kansas City. Uh, That is 7517 West 119th Street in Overland Park. Get fitted for any club and you'll get a dozen golf balls free. That's pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting. pxg.com slash arrowhead. Limit one dozen golf balls per person. Promotion ends June 30th. Other terms and conditions may apply. See store for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've, we've set this up now, and obviously we've given a lot of respect to the Bills. They're an excellent team, a worthy adversary, um, but we've got to talk about this. It's Chiefs versus Bills. The Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. The over-under is 54. And so the first question I, I – and we'll give you a quick primer on the Bills here. The 31-10 win over the Rams, who are trash this year so far. 41-7 yep. win over the Titans, who were looking a little better, but at the time were trash. A 23-20 to win over the Ravens, where the Ravens were up big early and the Bills came back. And a 38-3 to stomping of the what I can only describe as the corpse of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what that team is out there, but they look more like the, uh, the 2000s Browns than they do the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, uh, coming into this game with the Chiefs being an underdog at home, as, as some of you... Uh, uh, who like to m- place wager? No, in general, the home team's given three points by Vegas right. if they think the teams are are equal, right? Uh, if they think the teams are pretty equal, then the home team will get three. This game's the Chiefs are at home and 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 they're down two and a half, or they're being given two and a half. So if this game was in Buffalo, this could be a six point line, five and a half. Well, point. if you follow that math, it'd be about eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. So how do you? So in theory. The Chiefs are on the line. They're they're small underdogs, but in theory, they're big underdogs. Are the Chiefs being disrespected by being home dogs here? Yeah, absolutely, they are. By the way, their injury report just came out like a second ago. Fenton did not practice. Cook did not practice. Clark did not practice, just with an illness. So, so I'm sure Clark will be good for Sunday. Everybody else practiced. Dano was a full participant. Uh, he was limited yesterday. La- uh, Lamond's also, he was a DNPS here with a hip. He is back uh, and he had a full practice, not just limited. Nobody else backslid. So uh, Cook and Fenton are the guys to watch right now. Uh, they should be fine everywhere else. And of course, then also McDuffie. And b- by the way, a real quick point. Some might be wondering, like, why hasn't McDuffie been on the injury report? It's because technically, even though they, they've opened up that IR window, they don't have to put him on until he's on the active roster. So that's why he's not in the report. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it's just procedures. What is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it absolutely, 
And, and Butker, uh, as Stacy points out, uh, was an, a practice participant today, which I, I honestly think might be the biggest thing to note. So good job by you, uh, Stacy. Uh, Butker was a full practice, That's not limited. Fantastic. So really looking good, like he might be there for Sunday, which let's face it, in a game like that, that might be the difference. But yeah, you know what? I do think they're being disrespected in this sense. Like they're at home in this game. They're a dog. I mean, if you want to sit there and say, hey, it's a pick them, whatever, it's that good of you. Okay, that's fine. I get that. They're a dog in this game. That seems aggressive. And I, I got to tell you, I think it's the best thing that could ever happen to them this week that they're a dog in this game. I know the players won't talk about it. Mahomes was actually asked about it on, on Wednesday's uh, podium presser, and he just said it is what it is. I think it's the best thing that happened to them because every time this team needs motivation and it's provided motivation, they usually use it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, look, it, it absolutely is. It was the first time they've ever been underdogs. And I got to say, you know, all this stuff about how Buffalo is so much better than them. Like, I've seen people cite the point differential. They, look, Buffalo's been really impressive. I'm not taking it away from them. Buffalo's also played a handful of teams this year that are complete tomato cans. I mean, like, can we just also be honest about it? Pittsburgh is literally 32nd in my power rankings. They are atrocious. Tennessee can't block anybody and has no weapons. And the Rams this year have been a tire fire. It's not the only way. The Bills are an awesome team. But this idea, like when the Bills have played good teams, they lost to Miami and they won by three points in Baltimore. It's not like the Bills are just blowing the doors off of every single team they face. They haven't been. I think the thing with the Chiefs is they're inconsistent, right? Like they should yes. have blown the doors off the Colts and they lost to them. Yep, that, they lost them. That's what's working, yep. I think, against the Chiefs. But to your point, when the Chiefs have been sort of, you know, a little bit of an underdog, like, People thought they like I. I picked them to lose at Tampa Bay. I thought it was going to be bad. The Chiefs hadn't looked good. I think the Raiders are a lot better than a lot better than their record. They've lost one and four, but they've lost by like less than two touchdowns combined. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be like seven points, something like that. Anyway, the Raiders have the the Raiders are talented, and we we saw that right. They've got a pass rush. Some of these teams, when you when you stack up one and four teams, you look at like Carolina. And the Raiders, I mean, it's not even a contest, right? The, the Raiders have stars. They have pass rushers. They have an offense. They have a quarterback. Like, they're going to even things out a little bit. And some of these teams. I would sure. argue, I'd argue the Raiders are as good as Miami is. Like, I think that's fair. I, I don't think there's that big of a difference between those two teams. I mean, I, you know, it might be one of those things that whoever's at home wins. I was thinking about this with the Chiefs earlier with the inconsistency stuff. Like, they kind of remind me. So if you're playing Madden, and you're really good at the game, and you're just you just win over and over and over, and you're 15 and one every year, and well now these days 15 and two every year, and you're you know you're like five and zero, oh, and you play some garbage team, you're like oh should I just sim this? Should I spend the hour? I don't know. I think that's kind of how the Chiefs are sometimes with some of these teams they play. Yeah, where it's like who are we playing? The Colts. All right, and I'm not saying that's okay or that's acceptable because it's not, but I think it's human nature. Like sometimes, look, you just look at some team, you know, like we can kill this team. Like there's no, and then they lose that game. And I don't think it's a coincidence. The following week, they're playing Tampa, who's got their full attention. Obviously, there's a history, and they come out and by far play the best game of the year. I mean, just lay it on Tampa from start to finish for 60 minutes. Then they get the Raiders, and you know, you should be up for the game. And that, that, look, there's no excuse. It's a Monday night game, it's at home, it's the Raiders, the whole deal. They fall behind, then they get motivated, then all of a sudden it's like they just come storming back. I, I think sometimes the Chiefs, and it's not a good quality to have. I'm not, it's, I'm not praising them. I do think there's a certain quality with them where it's like we'll get up when we need to get up, and we'll be there when we need to be there. You know what I mean? How, like even when you think back to the 2020 team that went 14 and two, 
they had a lot of games at the end of the year where they'd get these huge leads and they'd blow the lead. Then they'd hold on at the end. Then they then they got to the playoffs and they were whipping up on Cleveland before Mahomes got hurt. Right. And then they play the Bills, who a lot of people thought were going to beat them in that game. The Bills were on fire and the Chiefs just destroyed them. I mean, just completely took them apart. I expect the Chiefs to come out very ready for this game. Yeah. I would I would be very surprised. Now maybe they lose, but I would expect them to be very, very ready to play Buffalo on Sunday afternoon. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. So the next question I have for you, and, and again, shout out to all our members. What's up, Flapjack? What's up, Clint? Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the the note on my haircut, Clint. Um, glad somebody noticed, Verderam. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. What do you want from uh, me? What, why are the Chiefs underdogs in this game, in your estimation? Because the Bills have been really impressive, and they've blown teams out on national television. They blew the Rams out on national TV. They blew the Titans out on national TV, and that set the narrative. And the next two weeks on non-national televised games, they lost to the Dolphins. Uh, granted, they outgained the Dolphins by about 300 yards in that game, but they lost to them. Yeah. And then they played a game against the Ravens, which was really a tale of two halves. They were terrible in the first half. There. It was really kind of like the Chiefs Raiders game, honestly. Yeah. Fell way behind. Then they came back. Um, and then last week with the Steelers, I mean, that was just, they might as well have played Vanderbilt. Okay. <laughs> right. I think there's part of that. You know, I think Vegas, look, Vegas tries to set lines that can get action on both sides. And I think the belief is like, look, the Bills have been so good that you're going to be able to get people who bet on them to just win this game and win it outright and you know win by whatever it is, a field goal or more. And the Chiefs have been weird this year, right? I mean, they've dominated the Cardinals. I mean, I know the Cardinals aren't very good. They destroyed the Cardinals. Yeah. Then they had that weird game against the Chargers where they were bad at first, and then they were they were better in the second half. They were kind of clunky. Then they looked horrible against the Colts, and they killed Tampa, which, by the way, of both these teams all year long, that's easily the best win anybody's had, right? And then they play the game against the Raiders, where it's like a shit show for 25 minutes. And then they come roaring back, and they hold on to win. I think people just look at Buffalo and think that this is a well-oiled machine where with the Chiefs, they're a great team, but it's still a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And I get that. My pushback on that is the Bills have played a lot of teams. In fact, pretty much every team they've played this year have two common themes. They cannot block, and they do not have a great passing game. The only team that I'd say has an average offensive line or better, and it would be average, is Baltimore. 
Miami can't block. The Rams sure as hell can't block. Tennessee has no offensive line. Lawan got hurt in that game. And the Steelers' offensive line is comical. With the passing games, Pittsburgh was literally trotting a rookie out there as making his first career start. The Dolphins have great receivers. The quarterback's average. The Titans have nothing in the passing game. The Rams have Cooper Cup and absolutely nothing else in the passing game. We all thought Allen Robinson was going to be great. He's been a hood ornament. Okay. And the Ravens have Mark Andrews and nobody else. This is the first game the Bills have played all year against a team with a good offensive line that can really throw the football. And I'm very interested to see without Tredavious White and without Micah Hyde what that looks like. I think the Chiefs, if their tackles hold up in this game, I think they're going to score a ton of points. They've got to be able to hold up. That is the key to this game. Do us a favor. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the the like button. Like this uh, show, and let's get some more Chiefs fans in here. Look, I got to get some to some business before we continue to pre- preview this. If you've been listening to this podcast for a, a while, there's all kinds of ways that we ask you to support us, and there's all kinds of ways you can do that. You can do that with reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can become a member. You can hit the like button. You can subscribe. There's all kinds, and we appreciate all of it. I've never asked more uh, urgently for your support in this promo that I'm about to read because it can make a massive difference for us, a massive difference if you are so inclined. Um, And that is this promo that we have going with FanDuel right now. So I wanted to pass it along to you. It's an awesome promo for new FanDuel customers. So it won't, you know, it doesn't help you if you already deposited in FanDuel, but new customers get $150 in free bets plus, and this is really cool, Verterm, a three-month subscription to NBA League Pass. When you place a $5 bet on any game uh, and use the promo code Arrowhead at sign up, that's one word, Arrowhead. Um, and maybe you can use it, you know, if you want to place a bet on on, on uh, our favorite football team, Kansas City, they're plus, you know, uh, they're, they're plus two and a half right now. Mahomes is great against spread. So just saying you can, you know, th- this is a good time. So, you know, you use that promo code. It's a great way to support us. We'll get a small fee from FanDuel for every new better that uses our code. Uh, so if you don't have a FanDuel account, um, do us a solid, sign up, use that code Arrowhead. Don't forget to put that in. That's key. And you got to place a $5 bet. I think you have to deposit at least 10 bucks. And, uh, and and just like that, we'll get paid. Uh, we want you to get paid. We like FanDuel. Uh, we've worked with them for a while here at, at Fansided Minute Media. They get you paid fast and securely uh, on your wins. So it's promotions only going to be available for a few days. So again, if you want to support us, I, I can't tell you like tips in the chat, like all that stuff. It's wonderful. And we appreciate it so much. This, if you do this, it's massive for us. Every one of you that does it, it's absolutely massive. And it's going to help us bring you more great Chiefs content. Now I have to get this ridiculous legalese out of the way. And I apologize in advance for this, but I have to do this. This is for new customers only. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Arizona, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Connecticut call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat and in Indiana call 1-800-9 with it in Kansas dial 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Louisiana call 1877770 stop in New York call 18778 hope ny or text hope ny to 467369 in Tennessee dial 1-800 889-9789 in Wyoming call 1-800-522-4700 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET Mother of God uh, 
What the hell's wrong? Is, I got to do it. I got to do it, man. The, 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 you should just write it and just slap it up on the damn screen. It's, it's scrolling on the bottom. We got to read it. We got to read it. Okay. I appreciate you guys. And and again, that support, I, I can't, I can't say it anymore. If you, if you do this for us uh, in the next couple of days, here, it'll be huge, huge, huge for this podcast. All right, let's get back to talking football. Okay. So, uh, Verderam, more questions for you on this game. How can the Chiefs – this is a very easy one. How can the Chiefs stop Josh Allen? I, you know, I was at that playoff game last yeah. January. The power of prayer is exciting. <laughs> right. Um, the dude is – you know, he's – you know, a few years ago, we were kind of like, hey, man, if Lamar Jackson ever really gets gets really good as a passer, like, what are, what are teams going to do? And I'm not saying right. that Josh Allen is as, is as good running the football as Lamar is. He's not. But he's pretty damn good. He's big. Yeah. He's tough to bring down. What what do the Chiefs do against this guy? Because I was at that game and I was just like, they would do everything right. They would cover everybody. They would get pressure, and he'd pick up the first down. So I would advise everybody in the Chiefs take time out of the dance Saturday and go to church and light every candle they can find. Every because look, there's no there, you're not going to stop him. You're not going to stop him. I. My answer to this is really unconventional, and I don't think they're ever going to do this. I really don't. It's just not who Spags is. And I, and I think some people are going to be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And some people are going to be like, you're out of your mind. Especially if Fenton can play in the game and McDuffie can play. I would play seven DBs almost the entire game. I would sit in a dollar defense and say, you know what, guys? You want to hand off to Devin Singletary? Go for it. Have fun. Run the ball. I don't care. Run it all day long. We're going to put seven guys on the field who can run, who can cover, we're going to double Diggs and we're going to double Davis on every single down. And we're going to take away any ability to throw the ball outside or down the field. Any ability. I would literally try to just say, you're not throwing the ball to those two guys and you're not throwing the ball 20 plus yards. And if you're going to run the ball, I don't give a shit if you're on 200 yards. I don't care. You're not throwing the football. Belichick has done that in the past to really potent offenses. In fact, he actually did it to the Bills in Super Bowl 25. His game plan was so innovative. It's in the Hall of Fame because of how great of a game plan it was. Like, he actually told the Giants for the game, defense, we told Lawrence Taylor, Carl Banks, so for us to win this game, Thurman Thomas has to rush for 100 yards. And they, they went crazy. They're like, well, what? what? Like, we, we're not going to let you. Like, you have to let him run. Let him run the ball. It doesn't matter. Let him run. And they, they held him to 19 points. If I were the Chiefs, I would beg them to run the I would basically do what the Bengals did to the Chiefs in the second half of that AFC Championship game. And I would bank on the fact that at some point, because most great offenses do, they get bored and they get frustrated. And at some point, you start firing it in. Now, as Stacy says in the chat, because this to me is the other way to go about this. To me, you either do what I just said, or you do what Stacy's saying, which is you just commit to the idea of we are going after him. You cannot play the middle ground with this team, in my opinion. You either drop everybody like I would do, frankly, in this game, because I would try to get him to throw into coverage. Or I'd say, you know what? We're coming with blitzes 40% of the time in this game. We're just, we're bringing the house. And it, and the danger with that is if he gets loose, you got a big problem because he can run for days. And usually when you blitz, it's single coverage minded. That is the scary part of this. The flip side is as great as Allen is, the one thing he will do, he will at times just throw the ball up for grabs. Now he's got a couple guys who can go up and get it. It's not the worst idea in the world, but. I think you commit to one of those ideas. You either blanket coverage or you just say, you know what? We're bringing five, six guys. We're going to try to force check downs, force a sack, force an intentional grounding. But I don't want to see them play the middle. I don't want to see them middle this. and like, well, we're going to drop coverage here. Pick a lane and do it. Yeah, I, man, I just – that's what they did to him in that first playoff game. 
Oh, they blitzed they the hell out the of crap him. out of him. They didn't, they, they they didn't did. believe he could beat him. It's tough, man. I, you know, I tend to be in favor of of the of the super aggressive strategy that Stacy's advocating for. Um, and somebody had a great uh, in the chat. Uh, Lucas said, you know, my key pressure him even if they blitz without letting him leave the pocket. According to Pro Football Focus, who I know everybody loves, Allen has a sixty four point six passing grade when pressured, but a ninety two point one running grade. Numbers are similar when blitzed. You know, I just. I, I hate letting them get going, right? You know, because he can run for those first downs and, you know, they, they move down the field and then then you're in a situation and it's bags likes to play Ben, but don't break where, you know, you got to try to keep him from scoring touchdowns. And with a guy like Allen, it's, it's easier maybe if you're playing a guy like Brady, who you know is not going to take off and run. All right, fine. Let him get down in the red zone and then we can drop everybody back and make it hard right. for him. With guy, they have the numbers advantage now right. because they can run. With a guy like Allen or a guy even like Mahomes, who's super elusive in the pocket, they're going to run around. They're going to string things out. And that's the problem with, with Allen right. is he's very much like Mahomes. He's got that cannon arm. So you drop everybody back, you do everything right, you cover everybody, and then you runs out, and somebody somebody's going to get open. They can't cover them forever. And the Chiefs have not done a great job of getting home with four this season. They're just not really doing it. And so for me, just get after them. Hope those guys hold up as long as they can and get after them. You're getting McDuffie back. Hopefully Fenton um, and Cook are able to play and just take your chances right. with this team. You know, I, I get it. I get it, and I th- I don't think it's a bad plan. My plan would be to be completely different and to surprise them. The Chiefs never play dollar defense. I would just play seven DBs in the game because, look, everybody talks about Allen's running ability, and they should. He's an amazing running quarterback. He's not faster than any of their DBs, and he's not faster than Nick Bolton. I would literally, if it was, if you, uh, now look, you can't do this every single play. If I were the Chiefs, when Diggs and Davis are out wide, I would have the corners play an outside leverage, take away any outbreaking routes, and I'd tell the two deep safeties, Reed and Thornhill, listen, you are responsible for any inside throws, anything. You are responsible for any deep posts, any any skinny posts, any deep cross. And on top of that, I would put Brian Cook, if he's healthy, and if it's not him, I'd put Deion Bush in there, in the middle of the field at about 10 yards and say, look, anything 10 yards and in, in breaking, you're responsible for it. And you and he look, one thing about Bush, he can hit. I think, you know, you are responsible, drill him. They come across the middle of the field. It is your responsibility to hit the guy and not let him get any yards after the catch. Also, I'd leave Bolton up front to spy on Allen. I would. As great as Allen is, one thing Bolton is, he's a great tackler. Nick Bolton does not miss tackles, and he is more as athletic as as Allen is. He's not more athletic than Nick Bolton is. So I would play it straight up otherwise. Sneed on the inside. I just play a Meg concept, man everywhere he goes. Just man up there and just say, look, put a, put a, your fourth corner on on Knox and just say, I don't care. We're taking away every everything you do on the outside. You're not throwing the ball. You're not. We're taking Diggs and Davis right out of the game. And if you want to run, fine. We have seven DBs on the field. We're faster than you. I'm not saying it's perfect and it's foolproof and that they wouldn't score some points. I also think that becomes very frustrating at a certain point. Yeah. If you're Diggs and you're Davis and you're not getting the ball and you can't get open and and it's frustrating for Allen because he's sick and tired of checking it down to Devin Singletary all game. Like at some point, you're going to throw the ball into a spot you shouldn't and that's when the Chiefs have to capitalize. But I really, I know they won't do it because it's just not the way they want to play. I would flood the field with speed in this game and coverage guys and say, go ahead, go ahead. Throw it, throw it into a million DBs in this game, and hopefully you get lucky. Do you think they should try that strategy that Belichick used against Mahomes a couple of times where 
he showed a lot of blitz and from from a lot of different angles, it dropped almost everybody back. He was rushing right. three. Like, do you think, yep. especially since they've got so much tape of Spags loving the blitz, Chiefs have, that's how they've gotten their pressure this year. Maybe that gets you a hat. And I think sometimes that's what Belichick's trying to do, right? Like, he knows he can't stop Mahomes for an entire game. But he's like, if I can stop him for a half. Right, you you win. Right. Or you have a shot to win. Right. Uh, I appreciate John F. A member says, okay, we know what you would do. What would Spags do? Which is fair, right? Because <laughs> what I would do means shit. Yeah. It's a fair point. What do I, I, I think Spags is going to go after him. I, it, Spags' DNA is to be aggressive, which most of the time I, I, I like. Um, you know, sometimes there are things Spags does that I don't quite understand, but I do think he's a very good coordinator overall. And I think, I think they will try to heat him up in this game. I, because I think if you're Spagnolo, you're probably thinking, if I can make him make one big mistake, that might be the game. Like, if I can get him to take one big sack where he scrambles and loses 20 yards, or if I can get him to, you know, panic, throw a ball into the flat, and, he, you know, he doesn't see a, a defender, he gets picked off, and it run, you know, runs it back for a touchdown, like, that's the game in, in, the, in a game like this. So I think he's going to be aggressive. I don't think he's going to be recklessly aggressive, but I think they'll blitz a third of the time, something like that. You know, it's just a pretty good average. That would be top eight or so in the league. I think they will try to take Diggs out of the game. That's typically what they've done against Buffalo. Now, in the playoffs last year, they held Diggs down. He had like three catches for seven yards. He did nothing. The problem was Davis went for 200. Okay, so that's where you've obviously got to do a much better job. But I think they're going to try to take Diggs out of the game. And then I think they're going to say, look, we're going to roll the dice with the – you know, they don't have a great third receiver. Like, I don't think if you're the Chiefs, you're terrified – of McKenzie. I remember last year I was terrified of Dawson Knox because I knew that that meant Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman. This, even without Willie Gaylock, I think the Chiefs will be okay with Knox. I, the question's going to be if they do what they normally do and they try to eliminate Diggs, does Davis just go berserk in this game? That, that to me is the question. And look, they're going to have to get home a little bit in this game. Blitz or no, I don't care if they blitz, no blitz, whatever. They have to get to him if, if they're not going to just drop everybody. They're going to drop everybody, then you live with that result. But if they're going to commit four, five, six, they've got to get home. Blitzing him and not getting home is a death sentence. Yeah, hopefully this will be a good game for George Karloftis to have his coming out party. He got his first-ish sack last week, got a half. Did they give him a half or one? I think it was a half, yeah. I saw somebody say that they moved it to one. They they may have changed it. Uh, It was originally awarded as a half. But this is it. I mean, this is what you got this guy for, and he's still obviously developing, but – this is a game where you want to turn him loose. I'd love to see a lot more Carlos Dunlap in this game, getting him involved. Like he seems to, they seem to rotate him a little bit in later in games. I'd like to see him in there early, try to cause some disruption. So in this game, if you're the Chiefs on offense, how do you attack this Buffalo defense? Because these guys, you know, again, they've played some real, some bad offenses um, so far this year. But I mean, they're they're good. They're they're a really good defense. They are like second in the league, I want to say, and yeah, in yards per game, two hundred and sixty yards per game, just behind San Francisco and ahead of Denver. How do the Chiefs attack this? Especially now that they got Von Miller running around out there. Denver is a hilarious franchise. Also, where are all the Broncos fans who were in here in the preseason? Like, I'm going to kick your ass this year. Where'd they go? (laughs) Yeah, Um, they're in in church praying too. To raise a fund to buy out the Russell Wilson contract. Uh, We we uh, we we understand. You know what? I think offensively in this game, I've said it all week long on any platform I've spoken on, certainly this podcast, Patrick, they've got to block these edge rushers. That is the game. That is the game. I promise you if they block them, they will score a bunch of points in this game. I know people are Buffalo, you can't score on them. This is not Ryan Tannehill. This is not the Rams' broken offense. 
This is certainly not Kenny Pickett and the and the band out of Pittsburgh. Okay. The Chiefs are scoring 32 points a game right now. They are the best offense in football. The one weakness I think the Bills have, but nobody's been able to take advantage of it because of these lacking passing games and the and the fronts. The Bills are beat up in the secondary. When they're healthy, they're awesome. But they're not healthy right now. Travis White just started to practice again, but McDermott's already said he's not going to play this Sunday. Micah Hyde is out for the season, unfortunately, with a herniated disc. Poyer is a great safety. Teron Johnson's a good corner. They have nobody else back there, I should scare you. They have two rookies in Bedford, who's a sixth-round pick, who's got a hand injury, and Kyer Elam, who, listen, I think Elam's going to have a really nice career. He's had a rough start to his career. Like, a sixth-rounder's been playing over him. Then they had to put him in. He's not been particularly good. The Steelers picked on him. If Kenny Pickett can pick on him, Patrick Mahomes can do it. So if I'm the Chiefs, I am putting – I'll tell you right now, there's a big McKinnon game for me, a big yeah. one. I am putting him in this game. The Bills, one thing you know about them, they are not going to blitz. They blitz less than any team in football. I would leave McKinnon in to help on Von Miller and just say, look, we believe our receivers can beat your corners. And also in this game, one thing the Bills have done through the years consistently, Matt Milano is a really good linebacker, a really good linebacker. And he's excellent in coverage. But for whatever the reason, maybe it's because of who he is, Travis Kelsey has killed Matt Milano. I mean, just absolutely taking him to the woodshed game after game after game. Last year when they played in week five, the Bills actually put Tredavious White on Kelsey at times. And that was the only thing that ever worked. Well, he's not here. I expect a ton of Milano in this game. And frankly, if they put any cornerback on Kelsey that they have, they're going to get smoked. So to me, I also expect this to be a big day for 87. I think the Chiefs are going to target him. I think you're going to see some quick game. I think they're going to run the ball some if they if they can get that going a little bit. Um, I, I think I think offensively though the whole key is to tackles. If they block the way they blocked against Tampa, they will win this game. And if they don't, they could get smoked. I think they are the absolute ultimate X factor in this game. Can the Chiefs run on this Buffalo defense, this rushing defense, which is second in the league, just ahead of of, of Kansas City? Who, which is amazing considering Kansas City got torched last week right. by Josh Jacobs, and they're still third. So, I I think it's a I, I'm trying to think of the right way to word this. Buffalo has a very good front because Edmonds and Milano are, are excellent linebackers. Um, when you look at the defensive numbers, okay, as you mentioned for for uh, rushing yards allowed, all the rest of it, the Bills um, have been very very good. They are giving up 77.8 yards per game. Only the Niners are better. Chiefs, as you mentioned, right behind them at 83.6. The one thing with this is if you're the Bills, and the Bills have been very good on average, too, only 3.5 yards in attempts. It's not as though it's you know just because teams aren't running very much. But again, they've faced horrid offensive lines. I mean, I'm not, and that's again, I'm not taking it away from them. It's just a point of fact. They have played brutal, brutal offensive lines. I think the Chiefs can run the ball inside, but I got to be honest with you. I think the Chiefs are going to have to open up the run with the pass a little bit here. They they have to get the Bills to back up a little bit. And look, the Bills are really good up front. I, I would not try to make a living running the ball in this game. Now, if the Bills are going to give you a bunch of looks that are just so advantageous you want to run it at them, that's fine. You know, they did it a couple of years ago on Monday Night Football. They ran for 250 yards in that game. I think it was actually 245 or something. They killed them. I think for the Chiefs, if you get the look, take it. The one thing I will say with the Chiefs in this game, if you're going to run the ball, throw out all the cute shit. 
throw it out. Like, take the ball and don't run this outside zone stretch bullshit with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Get the ball up the field. And if you're going to run outside, give it to Pacheco. I don't want like, – Edwards-Alaire has had a really nice year to this point. He really has. But, like, he's good between the tackles. He's at his best when he's between the tackles and he's a one-cut back and he's up the field. If you're going to go outside, then run it with Pacheco, who's got real speed, who's got some wiggle, who can make a guy miss, who's got nice balance. But I, I think in this game, because of the pass protection key being so important, I'm, I'm playing McKinnon in this game. I really am. I'm playing him a ton. Any passing down, he's in the game. I don't even care if it's a tell. I really don't. Yeah. I would keep him in there for every passing down and say, you know, Jerk, you're not to leave the pocket unless there's an emergency or – he breaks contain and then at that point become a, a receiver. But don't be, don't be like I don't want to see one fucking play in this game where they're moving the ball and it's second and two and they run that play running against the Chargers where they run like some short side of the field Hardman sweep. Like, like I, I almost at this point though will say I want Andy to just troll me at this point and run the Blake Bell play again. I know he's not there, but maybe yeah. Noah Gray can fill in. Right. Like just let's just run that the first play of the game. Get a good laugh out of everybody. Then we start. Forward. Do it with Allegretti. Really lay it yeah, on. Why not? Let him run the option. Like I, but that's my feeling. If they give it to you and you think you can take advantage, fine. But don't get cute with it. Yeah. Stick to their strengths. But I, I think this is a game for Mahomes. I think if you're going to win this game, it's just going to be Mahomes just dropping back and saying, "You can't guard me. I'm going to just torch you for 300 some odd yards." I think that's how they have to win. I really think they've got to run the ball in this game. Looking at looking at the games that they've had this year, that they've played really well. They established the run early. And I just think the way that they have this offense right now, I think it helps them get into a rhythm and it's helping those receivers get separation. It opens up some, some, some play action options for them. I wouldn't mind seeing McKinnon just play three downs in this game because I think it makes it even look Edwards is having a really nice season, but he doesn't really have that burst. Pacheco and McKinnon have that burst off the line. And I think the yep. chiefs need that. And why not, after the way he ran last week, why not put McKinnon out there and then he's down there for three downs. So it makes it a little bit harder. You know, if Edwards Allaire is out there, it's probably a run, right? Like they've been using him in the past game a little bit, yeah. right? But they're throwing it to him. They're not leaving him back there in pass protection. So, um, oh, shout out to uh, Axon Jackson. Appreciate the super hey, chat, man. Hope it's a good one, boys. Uh, good luck to you, but go Bills. Um, I remember Axon Jackson. Yeah, appreciate year? you. Appreciate you jumping in. Also, I appreciate your sense of humor. Hilarious. With the, That's yeah. you know, I like I like action because man's level headed, fair sport. Like he comes in if they win, he's here, but he's he's cool. If they lose, still here, shows up. I, I appreciate that. I you know what? That actually action Jackson being here makes me think of one thing I want to say earlier. Like this game's gonna be stressful for both sides, I would imagine. It's gonna be a really good game. I would say for both fan bases that they should probably sit back and enjoy what is unfolding right now. Because, I mean, these two franchises for a long portion of their existences have either sucked or been mediocre. And now, like, you're getting to watch the two best teams in football and you are one of them. Like, I mean, how awesome is that? I, I grew up as a, you know, a Chiefs fan, of course, but like I remember in the 90s when I first started watching football, it was always Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah. And those two teams, that was the Super Bowl. And now, like, as a Chiefs fan or a Bills fan, man, you sit there and it's like, this is, 
this is awesome. Like, our, we have the two best teams. We're we're involved, right? And I got to see too. The one thing that's nice about it, like, there are certain fan bases that as another as another fan, like, you have a rivalry with. You really just can't stand them. Like, I don't think the Chiefs and the Raiders fans. There's a lot of love lost, right? I mean, especially right now, as, as Raider fans are essentially trying to prove that Devontae Adams somehow was framed. Um, but I, like. I have nothing but admiration and respect for Bills fans. Yep. It's a great fan base. They're a lot like the Chiefs, honestly. Yeah. Like, this long-suffering. Like, if the Chiefs were to lose in the playoffs, my heart would be with Buffalo. Like, I would I would actually enjoy seeing them win because, frankly, they're, like, they're a very likable team. They're fun to watch. The fans deserve it. So it's fun that it's the Chiefs. And the, I feel like it would be less fun if it was, like, the Chiefs and the Steelers. Not that the Steelers are bad fans, but you'd be like, well, the Steelers have been good for 50 fucking years. Right. Like, can somebody else be any good? Yeah, it's fun that it's two teams that for the longest time have been peons, and now they're the dominant teams. There's a lot of fun in that. Yeah, I agree. And Bills fans also have been um, really generous over the last few years. You know, Bills Mafia has been organizing charity drives for players that get hurt when they play them. Uh, they did they did something for the Bengals. I mean, it's um, n- there's good fans in every fan base, um, but like I don't know, man, we've never. I don't think we've ever had a Raiders fan in here giving us a tip, being being cool. And, and Axon Jackson's been following the podcast. I've been a Chargers fan either, but I mean that's just because yeah, just like they, stuff they don't have any fans. Um, yeah, right. you gotta. <laughs> um, but yeah, hats off to Bills fans. It's it's going to be a great matchup. I'm really excited for it. Um, we uh, we took some questions from our members, uh, and uh, if you if you're not familiar, the Arrowhead Attic Podcast has a membership. There's three levels. The uh, the the newsletter came out last night that Adam Best writes for that first tier. It's really awesome. You get access to a Discord where we hang out. We watch football. I'll I'll, I'll be in there tonight. I'm not gonna watch the whole game, but I'll be in there in the Discord talking with the people that decide to put themselves through that pain. Um, I'm not watching yeah. that. Bills <laughs> are opening up their season tonight. Yeah. I'm- you couldn't pay me to watch Bears Commanders. It's, it's, it's going to be brutal. Oh um, but if you're interested and you want and you want to support the podcast, first thing you can do is take advantage of this FanDuel promo. If you're an NBA fan, uh, you're going to get three months of that pays for it right there. So not only do you get to support sure. the Arrowhead Attic podcast in a big way, um, you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get these free bets and you're gonna get. Uh, NBA League Pass for for three months, which is pretty cool. Um, but you can also consider becoming a member. We'd love to get to know you. We're really trying to build a community here at the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll see you in the private Discord. There's all kinds of events, fantasy football leagues, all kinds of fun stuff. So check out the tiers. You can go to uh, the description or uh, of this video, or you can go to arrowheadaddict.com slash memberships. Um, all right, let's get to some of those member questions. And that's another perk. Um, you know, we talked to our some of our Ring of Honor members and uh, asked for uh, some talking points for this podcast. So this first one comes from Jess Verderam. Um, if you had to choose an underdog hero of this game, someone not named Kelsey Mahomes, Jones, or Reed, who would it be and why? That's a good question. Um, McKinnon. And I don't think he has to catch one ball or run for one yard to be the guy. Yeah. They need help on the edges in this game. I think if they don't need help in the edges, I think the Chiefs are in for quite a day. Um they need McKinnon to be everything that he's supposed to be and why he's here. Jared McKinnon is not in Kansas City because he's gonna run for a thousand yards or catch fifty passes. He's in Kansas City because he is personal protector for Mr. Mahomes. Yeah. The Chiefs need him to be that. But if you wanted to go for stats, I'll give you a guy to watch in this game on the other side of the ball, Jerry Sneed. 
Yeah. He has had very timely plays all year. I think he's played the best he's ever played. And he was great as a rookie. And last year, I thought he was okay, but it kind of felt like a little bit of a sophomore slump. Legereus Sneed is playing legitimately at an all-pro level right now. If if there's a big defensive play to be made, he might be the guy who makes it. Yeah, love Legereus in this one. Um, I see some people in the chat. Uh, Jeremy says Karloftis. Jalen says uh, Darius Harris. John, MVS. Uh, those guys are all members. Appreciate you guys. Um, uh, you know, for me, in the spirit of the question, underdog hero, I'm going to go with Orlando Brown Jr. You know, um, he's taken a lot of heat from Chiefs fans this year. He struggled at times. It's not been as bad as people are making it out to be. It hasn't, but he has struggled. But he has struggled at times. Um, he got asked about it this week. You know, the the kind of the questions, and it's 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 amplified because of his contract situation with Kansas City. Well, let me tell you. If he's locked down, if he steps up in this game and and does a great job and doesn't allow, you know, Von Miller and, and any speed rushers to get around him, that's going to make a massive difference. Um, an absolute massive oh, yeah. difference. So I'm going to go oh, with yeah. Orlando Brown Jr. And if I have to throw in a second one, I'm going to throw in Andrew Wiley. And Andrew Wiley in the second half of that game, they don't win. If Andrew Wiley doesn't play better in the second half of that game against the Raiders, Chiefs lose, period, period. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's, Absolutely. he stepped up. He played better um, after getting worked a little bit against a top-tier pass rusher. So those are the guys. They're not flashy. They're not going to put up stats, um, and hopefully you won't hear their names called. And if you don't, that's a good thing. Um, all right, the next question comes from uh, our guy Jeremy, who I know is out there watching right now. Uh, things you're looking for, Vertoram, early on from the two defenses that might determine how the game goes. Um, look, it's just a kind of a boring answer, but – pressure rate early in the game like i always watch the fronts early i remember i hate to say it i remember watching super bowl 55 and literally turning to my father with the chiefs were winning the game three now i'm like this this game's over they can't block them you could just see it coming like you just knew like it's just gonna it's not gonna end well for the chiefs in this game like they, they can't pick up the butts i also ironically also against tampa Watching that game in the first quarter a couple weeks ago and the way the Chiefs were protecting Mahomes, I am me of it. They're winning this game. Like if, if I don't care who's on what side, if Mahomes has three seconds, you're you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So I'm looking at the pressure rate. I'm also in this game, though, I want to see first series or two, how does Spagnolo try to cover these two big receivers? What does he do? Is it a lot of zone? Is it a lot of man with help? Like how do they approach it? Uh, that'll tell me a lot about how I feel about the game going forward. For me, I'm looking at the line of scrimmage. Early on, I think if uh, if, if a team start because these teams are both so good, if 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 Buffalo's defensive line or Kansas City's defensive line is getting penetration and they're winning up front early, that's that's bad news for the other team because there's not there's not time like there's not time to come back. Uh, the Chiefs can't have what happened against the Raiders happen against the Bills, right? In the first, oh, it was by forty right. points. They're they're they're, yeah. they're not coming back because even if they, you know, even if they get do get down by seventeen and they start getting things going on offense, Buffalo is going to keep scoring. So yes. I'm looking at the defensive lines early on. Who's getting the advantage there? Who's winning in the trenches? I think that's really going to you know tell us how this one is going to turn out. I wanted to ask you, Verderam, about the officiating in this game. Um, you know. Obviously, officiating was a big point of 
of discussion in the last couple of weeks in the NFL, a yeah. big one in the Chiefs game. And, and, and to your credit, when we were at the halftime of that Raiders game, you said Chiefs are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game. And they did. Um, they were fired up, definitely united the stadium by the refs, all that stuff. Do you think in this game, the NFL is sort of like, hey, back off a little bit to the refs, like such a marquee game. I know people think like the, the NFL will tell you that doesn't happen. They ref every game. The same, oh, it happens. But, yeah. Um, the official for the game, I tweeted about this. Um, oh, my God. I tweeted about it yesterday who the official is. He's one of the more flag-heavy officials in the league. Um, I think he's like ranks fifth out of 17 crews. Brad Allen. Brad Allen's the, the, uh, the referee. So um, – Listen, and John's right. I did say they would smoke the Raiders, and then and they they did. It just took them getting down seventeen nothing to do it. Right. Uh, I, I left that detail out. Um, but again, uh, John's made a few fair points today. You know what? I think I think if you're the NFL after what happened, you're probably telling the officials, "Look, man, unless it is obvious, like let's not throw." Fire. And in this game, particularly because of how many eyeballs are on this game. You don't want it to be the reason that a game gets decided. That being said, the flip side is like you have two quarterbacks in this game that you want to protect more than anybody. So, uh, you know, you do worry about that kind of stuff. I think I will say one, no matter how it affects the game, I do not want to see the game impacted by officials. This right. I really like let them play. I don't care if there's a few plays or it's like it could have been a flag. If there was, I mean, look, if it's egregious, call it. But if it's some ticky tack hand fighting, like let just let them play. Let them play the game. I don't want to see a million flags on the field and drives getting extended because some guy grabbed a jersey six yards downfield instead of four. Like, play the game out. But, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think the officiating will probably be curtailed a little bit this week after the fervor we saw from the past couple of days. And just, just as a point of note, um, the last time these teams played in the playoffs last year, four penalties in the game. Three on yep. Buffalo for 15 yards and one on the Chiefs for 10 yards. That is part of what made that game so great. They let them play. You have a million pass interference penalties. You didn't have these ticky-tack stuff that the refs like to throw. They let these two great quarterbacks and these two great teams go at it. And we got you know, the treat of a lifetime. If you're an NFL fan, that game is just from start to finish. Fantastic. And, and hopefully we get a show like that again. And and look, if one team, if the Bills come in and they whip the Chiefs' butts like they did during the regular season last year, if the Chiefs whip the Bills' butts, all right, so be it. But I still don't want the refs ruining <laughs> ruining it, right? Oh, near do I. And I know Stacy's pointing out the last year in the regular season, there were 17 penalties. And Stacy, I genuinely don't know if you're aware of this. Do you know who the official was for that game? Anybody here? Anybody in the chat want to take a guess? Carl Cheffers. Good old Cheffers. Did you see that stack going around about uh about the the, the him and the Chiefs this week? No. Oh not. God, I don't have it in front of me, but it was absolutely uh it was a crazy stat. Uh it's it was in the it was in the Wednesday show. If you go back and you listen to the Wednesday show with Adam Best and Sterling Holmes, they talked about this this crazy stat. It's not good. Um all right, Verram. Let's get to uh let's get to our keys of the game. What's the big key for you in this one if the Chiefs are gonna win? By the way, uh, the, the clarify this angry drunken germ says, No way we have that clown again. No, 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 no. 
Jeffers was the official for the last Chiefs Bills regular season game. No, he is not the official. I, I honestly think he, they need to fear for his safety if he was the official this week. No, Brad Allen is the official this week. Carl Jeffers is off in like Bosnia right now. <laughs> All right, one one key to win. I won't keep beating the dead horse of that. I think they have to protect on the edges because to me that is the key. But if I have to give another thing, I, I think they have to tackle well in this game defensively. You know, if you give up a, a nine-yard completion, fine. You can't let that turn to a 19-yard completion. The Chiefs have to tackle, and they've been very Jekyll and Hyde with that this year. They've had games that have been very, very good. They've had other games, like last week, where it feels like guys are in Greece and the Chiefs are just falling off of You've got to tackle. Like, I'm going to tell you something right now, and I, I think he's played very well this year. Juan Thornhill's got to tackle better in these fits. He has to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you the amount of times against the Raiders where Josh Jacobs just blew by him or blew right through an arm. T- I, I know Juan Thornhill's a free safety. He's not the biggest guy in the world. And again, I think he honestly has had a good year. You need to get in there, man, and, and lower the boom and tackle. Like, you, this can't be a game where Gabe Davis runs him over for an extra 20 yards. Like, that kind of stuff is the hidden yardage in games that adds up over the course of a game. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the, that, that stat I mentioned, uh, this guy this came from Gary McKenzie on Twitter. And, oh, yeah. and Carl Sheffer's last six games as a referee in Chiefs games, the Chiefs are one in five against the spread. The probability of that occurring is nine percent it's not ideal he's 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 a disaster of an official like not because it's just the chiefs games just in general like i've seen other games with carl chefford oh my god first of all the best the best official in football i swear to god and he actually did the chiefs niners game but i'm not saying because of that reason bill venovich he just lets him play hey look man he he ranks dead last in penalties it feels like year after year and you get in these games it's like just let him play i'm not here to watch the officials Turn the game into a flag fest. And after every big play, you're kind of like waiting to see if there's a penalty that's going to be called. I mean, hell, it was actually kind of funny. When the last pass fell incomplete uh, on Monday night when when Adams and Renfro ran into each other, if you listen to the call, Joe Buck is like, incomplete, there's no flag. <laughs> like he's just so excited that there's not a flag yeah. on the field. And I feel like he spoke for everybody. Um, by the way, last uh, last year, that playoff game, John Hussey was the uh, – with the referee. So, you know, not not this time around. We will get Brad Allen. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, all right, I'll get to my my keys in this one. Um, I, I honestly, this is so important. I, I really think the Chiefs got to run the ball in this game. They've got to do it. They've got to do it. They've got to run the football. It's We've seen it all year. When they run the ball, it opens everything else up. So run the ball. Establish that early. Get it going. Don't come out there throwing like crazy and get a, get a couple three and outs. You know, get into a rhythm, start picking up first downs. I want him to spy Allen on every single play. I don't care. Don't let him get out there and beat you like crazy. Put Bolton on him. Put Leo Chanel on him. Hell, put both of them on him. Have both of them just stand in the middle of the field the whole time and spy Allen until he throws the ball. Um, I'm fine with it. If they hand it off and the guys get a couple extra yards, it's fine. Don't let that guy get going. And if you get the chance to hit him, and I know it's hard because he's big, lay him out. I'm not saying hurt him. I'm saying hit him hard. Hit him really hard. Make him think about well, running the football. Hit him in the midsection. One thing with Allen, he's – I mean, look, he is a big dude and he does not slide. Yeah. He is one guy that like, – I, I mean, you're right. Like, and No, absolutely not to hurt him. But, like, you you better hit him hard or you're not going to get into the ground. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to pack a – he's not the typical quarterback where you kind of like as you approach him, you expect him – he's not going to do that. He is going to lower his head and lower his shoulder. He's going to try to run you over. Right. So if you're the Chiefs, if you're a corner, a safety, a linebacker, you better lower your your shoulder and knock him down. Or you're not going to get him down. Yeah. 
So, yeah, absolutely. You have to treat Allen like a fullback because it's how he runs. Yeah. And then my last key here is the Chiefs have to tighten up in the red zone. Um, this team's going to move the football. They're going to get down to the red area. If Kansas City can hold their ground on a couple of those and force a couple of field goals, it's going to go a long way towards winning the game. They can't just let them walk in every time they get down there. They're going to lose. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no doubt. Look, that, that's always true of any game with great quarterback. Yep. If you can turn sevens into threes, you have a really good shot. And I know Buffalo has a great defense. And maybe Buffalo comes into Kansas City and plays great and holds the Chiefs to 14 points. I don't know. But my, my bet is that both these teams are going to score some points in this game. And it might very well come down to, hey, you force a holding call in the red zone and it gets you to a field goal. Or you know what? On offense, you drop a pass in the end zone. And like that, those kinds of mistakes in a game like this, that's the game a lot of times. Like that, that You end up looking back and going, what it could have, should have. It's all about execution in this game for both sides. And I have an announcement to make before we get to our final score predictions for this one. Uh, I am renouncing as of this moment. I am renouncing my last name. And uh, and if you if you you can just call me Patrick for the rest of the uh, I'm going to change it on Twitter. Um, you, you know, you can call me just call me Patrick, Patty, whatever you want. Or, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you want to throw Mahomes in there in place of uh of my last name, uh, which is Alan, unfortunately. I, I don't want any part of it. I don't want to bring any bad bad juju, and I don't want to see bad juju on the field either, to the Chiefs. So uh, no, I'm no longer Patrick Allen as of this moment until Monday morning, and hopefully it's to celebrate a Chiefs victory. Do you remember during Mahomes' first season starting? You, you may not remember this. That game where he was throwing, like he throwed like, threw like five touchdowns or something against the Steelers, and I tweeted out, that if if Mahomes in that game beat the single game touchdown record, or if he did it at any time that season, I would legally change my last name to Mahomes for the period of one year. Thank, thank God he never did it. But I was like, how hilarious would that be? He throws eight touchdowns in a game, and I've got to change my name to Patrick Mahomes for a year, go through all that stuff. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. What the, What can we do to get the star to write a, a, a the, the, the publishing editorial this week? Oh, yeah. About maybe – That's all we're missing. We get the home underdog. I, the, the, that graphic was circulating that I think actually Mahomes is uh, – trainer put out among others like of the espn they're all picking the bills can we i can we can can somebody step up to the plate and and write like a 70 word email just 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 a rage piece about mahomes because if the star publishes it we might it really the line might move at this point based off what happened in tampa all you got to do um, is uh is send a letter to the editor with no substance no real point. nothing and just hope that it gets published yeah. well i enjoyed what was it on um Last weekend, they it was like a like uh, picking the games or something like somebody was picking the scores of the Chiefs game. But like when it was tweeted out, it was like, "Are the Chiefs going to beat the Cardinals today?" And it was like, "They're they're playing the Raiders." But uh, all right, <laughs> so let let's hope that somebody shoots off an, an eighty p you know eighty word you know diatribe about Mahomes. Maybe this time, maybe do it about the offensive line. Like maybe just take a real a shot at the tackles. Yeah. You know, call, just call them something that they don't deserve at all, and then and then hope that it just gets published as like a letter to the editor. Yeah, and it, it, she should be in good shape this week. Yeah, Jeremy had a good one out there uh, for the headline for the KC Star. Were the Arrowhead fans unfair to Carl Sheffers? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> that would do it. Uh, that would do it. But yeah. we need something that'll motivate you know the actual Chiefs too, not just not just the fans. So maybe something like is Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes' daddy? You know. Throw that one out there with a graphic oh, tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, interview interview people just off the street who have never watched the football game. Bring them all in. Right. Everybody. Just, yeah. just, you know, 
just go to Jack Stack and just grab anybody. Hey, are you from are you from the area? No, I'm from Idaho. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Chiefs play? No, I don't even know what that is. What do you think about Josh Allen over Mahomes this weekend? <laughs> and then and then just publish it and like maybe have like a breakout quote and their pictures are like eating ribs. Just go for broke yeah. the whole thing. You know when the when those late night talk shows do those segments where they go out and they talk to people on like Hollywood Boulevard and they, they it's clear like people will answer the, the, the whole bit is that people will answer questions even when they don't know anything about it just because they're getting asked so they think they have to have an opinion so they, you know they'll be like oh you know what what do you what how, how do you feel that Rosie O'Donnell died and they'll be like oh it's terrible you know you know what I mean like what do you think about the Pope being named President of the United States and be like it's exciting you know they answer these questions just go out to Buffalo. And be like, what do you think about the Chiefs? You know, what, what do you yeah. think about yeah. just and just you know have all the people put on, on Chiefs? Just 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 mess with everybody. Um, that's what they could do. All right, let's get into our predictions for this game. We want to hear your predictions in the chat. If you're watching live on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and like this video. Um, I'm going to kick us off this time, Veram. I think I think maybe you went first last time. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so I got to say, who are these Chiefs? You know, are they the team that looked dominant against the Cardinals and the Bucks? or the team that went flat to the inferior Colts in for half against the Raiders. I really think, you know, by the end of the season, the Chiefs will have an identity. I think they'll be playing more consistent football. But right now, you know, the team is hot and cold, and I think that that's bad news with a formidable Bills team coming to town looking for revenge. The Bills offense just might be too much for this young Chiefs secondary to handle. They'll be working. McDuffie back in. They got a couple guys that might not play with injury. I think if these teams meet again in the playoffs, things might be different, but I like the Bills this week. Bills 33, Chiefs 27. And if that, and so go ahead, send that to Mahomes. I have gone back and forth in this game a lot because I think both teams are every bit what they're cracked up to be. And I was really prepared to kind of go the route you did and be like, okay, you know what? Maybe this week, like this is one of these games where, you know, the, the Bills are a little bit more cohesive and the Chiefs are kind of still finding themselves. And then I saw the line for the game and the, the just ungodly amount of disrespect that's followed it nationally about how like Allen, you know, like there was that NFL graphic, uh, the NFL network graphic, like taking Allen over Mahomes. And like, I learned my lesson with this Tampa game. Learned my lesson. I am not betting against him as an underdog. I'm not doing it. The man, every time you get into one of these games, like, geez, I don't know, man, this seems like a hill too high. You get to the middle of the second quarter, like Jesus Christ, he's thrown for 300 yards already. Like I, I almost have more confidence in them when their backs to the wall. Like when they have to have it, they have one quality that every great champion has. They can be put on the ropes and get off the ropes and come back with a vengeance. Like, that is the one thing about them. That, and I'm not saying Buffalo doesn't have that or whatever, but like Buffalo hasn't been through the fire the way the Chiefs have. They haven't. They haven't been to Super Bowls. They haven't had these types of moments. Like The Chiefs have this quality, and Mahomes especially has this quality, where they get into these games where you're like, I don't know, man. And then the game starts, and you're like, Jesus. Like, I, I, what the hell? Like, Where have they been yeah. like all year like this? I'm picking them to win 33-29. I don't think it's by any means a blowout. I don't think it's a blowout either way. And Buffalo might very well win the game. I, I, I have a ton of respect for the Bills. I just have a feel, and I'll be honest with you, it's a, it's a feeling in this game. Yeah, They, I feel like, are going to come out and play very, very well based off of their history of when they play these teams, it's kind of a snooze fest. They play like that. But when they play these teams that really have their attention, like they typically – it reminds me almost, remember a couple of years ago, that Baltimore game on Monday night yeah. in Baltimore? Yep. And they were three-point dogs in that game, and it was in Baltimore, and everybody and their mother, both teams were 2-0, and everybody was like, oh, you know, Jackson's MVP last year. He's the better quarterback. And Mahomes went in there and absolutely eviscerated them for 60 minutes. Yeah. You know, oh, my God. Like, just 
torch them the entire game. I don't think he's going to torch Buffalo the entire game, but I just I have a strong feeling that there's going to be one of these games with Mahomes where you walk away going, oh my, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to stop that. I think they win the game 33-29. I hope you're right. I sure don't like picking against them, but maybe, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with being wrong in this instance, as you know, as I'm wearing my Chiefs hoodie, as I just asked you to call me Patrick Mahomes. Um, I said it. I said it after the Tampa game, man. I learned my lesson. I shouldn't pick against the Chiefs and Mahomes, but I just think this one's a toss-up. I think it's closer than Vegas thinks it's going to be, and I think the Bills get it, but, man, man, I hope I'm wrong. I hope – the only thing that is holding me back is exactly what I said in my write-up there, which is that I just don't know who this team is yet. I, I don't know if they're going to sh- – like, which team is going to show up. If the team that, that played against the Bucks and the Cardinals shows up, they're going to they're gonna win um, easily uh, because that team is incredible. But I just – there's – They've been too inconsistent for me to just to have super, super confidence in them going into this one. I get it. I get it. I just, I feel very strongly that that's the team you're getting. I hope so, man. They just, because they're just, every time you doubt them, they rise to the occasion. I, quite, quite honestly, people forget this, but like that ASU championship game in 2020 against this Bills team. Now, granted, I understand it's not the exact same team, but I understand all that. A lot of people thought she's going to lose that game. Like a lot of people, man, Bill's playing better. And don't forget, too, Mahomes just beat the hell in that game. He's coming off a concussion. He ended up needing foot surgery. Just destroyed them the entire game. I mean, the whole game. I just, I have a feeling it's going to be one of these games where you turn the game on and you're like, okay, what are we going to see? And it's just like, okay. Look, I'll tell you right now, I could see a scenario where the Bills come in there and they're really motivated and they get pressure on Mahomes all day and they and they beat him up. I could see the Bills winning by multiple scores. Right. I, I but I, I'll tell you the other way though. I could also see if the Chiefs can block. That is the one thing in this game. I could see the Chiefs scoring a lot of points because I do not think the Bills can cover them. I don't. I do not. I, that is the one where I can see the Chiefs winning by a couple of scores. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I am not going to bet against Mahomes. I'm not. I, I did it against Tampa, and I I regretted it literally 30 seconds into the game. So I'm I'm not doing that again. Yeah, and even though I picked the Bills in this one, I've got money on the Chiefs because it's just way too juicy for me. I logged into FanDuel. I used the code Arrowhead. I made a deposit, and I put money on the Chiefs. You can do that too. And what what's I said somebody in the somebody in the chat was saying, hey, bet the Bills, you know, in that way, if if the Chiefs lose, you'll get a nice little consolation. Uh, that's not the way I like to do it, man. I, if if I'm going to feel the pain, I want the pain, and if I'm going to get the victory, I want the victory. And and you know, you put a you put a buck on the Chiefs, you're going to win like two something back. I mean, with, with this with this with these odds right now, so why not make it a great night? You can you can use this fan this FanDuel code Arrowhead. You get three months of free. NBA League Pass. The Chiefs beat the Bills. You get to gloat to, to all the Bills fans. You get to come into the Arrowhead Attic postgame show and make fun of me for picking against Mahomes for the second time in, in, in the year. Well, we need to know before we close. Uh, Flapjack, you betting on this game? Oh, yeah, Flapjack. Last, what are you doing, man? Last week, the man threw down a grand <laughs> on Mahomes throwing four touchdowns, which looked awful early. And then all of a sudden, he, he hit it. He barely even needed the fourth quarter to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we need to know. I guess Flapjack dry. Uh, she's predicting a, a cheese blowout, which, yeah. by the way, his, his picture of Mahomes smoking a cigarette's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I need to know. I need to know if Flapjack's dropping uh, dropping serious cash on on the Chiefs to, to cover to win whatever the hell he's got. Did we going ever on look and... up what the payout was for him on that? Four grand. Four grand. My God. God bless. Ended it right. Um, it was nice enough to donate two hundred bucks to us in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. I mean, uh, it's good that night. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait for it. And I would say this: I would close with this thought: whether or not the Chiefs win or they lose, I would not 
go crazy either way. Like, yeah, listen, I think it's great if the Chiefs win and they it, it, John's just not no, a cigarette. John, it's a family show. Yeah. John. Uh, it's a cigarette now. Listen, if they win, it's great and be excited and be happy. But I don't think it all of a sudden means like, oh, God, they're the unquestioned favorites and Buffalo can't beat them. And I, of course they could. Conversely, if they lose the game, they're four and two. They're clearly the favorite in the division. And I think, you know, look, if they have to go to Buffalo in a playoff game, like, could they win the game? Of course they could. I mean, of course they could win the game. So I, I think it's a real, like, it feels so big. And don't get me wrong. It's an important game. It has major consequences. But I don't think, like, if they were to lose, it's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world. Like, even if they lost, even if they got killed. And they went out and played horribly and lost, like, 38 to 20 or something like they did last year. I, I don't, like, it would not change my opinion either way, whether they win or lose like that. What is going to happen in January? Because in January, guys will be back. Some guys won't be there. They'll play differently. They'll game plan off of this game plan. I mean, it's just every week in the NFL is unto itself. And these two teams are going to be right there late in January, probably against each other. And this game is going to have no bearing on that game. It's just the truth. All right, everybody. We got to get out of here. Um, again, thank you to Casey Beerco uh, for their support. Thank you to FanDuel. Thank you to all of you. Uh, we're going to yep. get the report in a week here of how many of you use that code Arrowhead. So if you can back our play, we would appreciate it. Appreciate you all for watching. Smash that subscribe button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the show. On Sunday, we will be back. We're going to have a little po- a little pregame show for you because this is a big one. Uh, we're going to have a little halftime show. And, of course, the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs postgame show where I hope you're all making me eat crow and uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs have uh, have gotten their, uh, their latest victory of the year at the Kansas City Beer Company victory party. All right, everybody, we got to get out of here. Thank you to our producer, Richard, from Matt Verderam. My name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you guys on Sunday. But until then, go Chiefs. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Save big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. Save big.